This is the Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Your Word is sharper than any two-edged sword. And it cuts deep into my heart. The Word to Stand On for Life is a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel in San Antonio. A live call-in show here to help you answer your questions about the Bible and how to apply the Word to your daily life. For more information on Calvary Chapel, visit our website, calvarysa.com. Get your Bible questions ready and call in now to 210-340-9585. It's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. Welcome to the show. It's Thursday. That means light has entered the room. Paula is here live in studio. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And of course, this is the Word to Stand On for Life, a program committed to taking your phone calls and answering your Bible questions, questions about stuff that's going on in your life, anything and everything. Um, we're here. So all you have to do is call us. You can dial 210-340-9585. That's 340-9585. If you are outside the local San Antonio area, you can call toll-free at 877-630-KSLR, numerically at 630-5757. You can email questions to us by emailing questions at calvarysa.com. Or you can use our free Calvary Chapel of San Antonio mobile app and send questions to us that way. If you are driving in your car, the safest way to call is use the free KSLR mobile app. Just hit the Call Now banner at the top of the screen, and you will be connected directly to our studio producer. Well, I'm excited. It's date day. You're here. So, what's on your heart? It's date day. Did I say you look great today? Thank you. No, you didn't. You, you do. Okay. Want to say it again? You look great today. Okay. Now that makes up for earlier this morning. Because <laughs> I walked in the room just for the audience. He didn't even remember what I was wearing, my top, but not my shorts. I was like, oh, man, man, he really is going blind, isn't he? So I had to pray harder for Pastor Ron. So today I'm going to talk about pastor's wives. Because mm-hmm. a lot of times people will say, what's a pastor's wife do? And, you know, what do you do during the day? Sometimes I'm like, I don't know, but I'm so busy. <laughs> but um, in First Thessalonians 2, it says, starting in verse 7, As apostles of Christ, we certainly had a right to make some demands of you, but instead we were like children among you, and that children right there is gentle. Or we were like a mother feeding and caring for her own children. We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. And so pastor's wives are called um, at, at the same time as their husbands are, whether they, you know, realize it or not, whether they, <laughs> they <laughs> want to or not. You took know. you a while to get that, didn't oh, you? Oh, my goodness, yeah. In fact, you were called, um, and you were in Bible college. This is how, you know, the Lord protected me from, you know, uh, freaking out, I guess, too much, and maybe he didn't want me to sin in questioning him and you. Um, but how to be a pastor's wife? Oh my goodness, um, what does that mean? You know, uh, but a pastor's wife in in our case is just to back you up and um, how you teach. Because I'll, I'll read on. In a little bit, um, you like the father, but as you teach, um, not only the congregation but your wife, um, we get to learn how to best complement your ministry. And so, um, as you teach, and you know, you've been saying here of late too, uh, maybe you need to put on a. A shield, <laughs> a, a, a protective vest, and so when, when those kind of things, you know, because you go through, we go through things. Um, and you said the other day, as a pastor, you're never right. You're never right. So if you say one thing, you have a group of people who are going to just, 
disagree with you. And if you say another thing, the other group is going to disagree with you. That's a tough place to be. And so um, as the pastor's wife, it's, it's really kind of our job to, of course, pray for you daily. And I brought my how to pray for you. It says 10 ways to pray for your pastor. And you mentioned that a couple of weeks ago. And I thought, I've been doing that, but I haven't been really looking at that piece of paper and, and, and checking up. I've been praying um, Philippians 1, 9 through 11 for you, you know, the, the Lord to give you the great knowledge and wisdom, and you can, you know, relay the message to us with um, his authority. And you've been doing that really well, Pastor. I'm going give to you, give you your props, okay? <laughs> uh, but for, for the pastor's wife, as you teach, sometimes, um, you know, sometimes the word can be a little bit, slicing and dicing and that's for me as well so I go into my bedroom with the slice and dice like oh man I'm like Swiss cheese with the you know holes in me uh, confessing and repenting of all of my sins and then you come out that's a really good thing and so as a mom we can say yeah I, I know the discipline doesn't feel really good but if you let it do what it's supposed to do you're gonna be Okay, and so that's that's kind of my job. I'm the you call me the love bomb. Well, <laughs> sometimes um, uh, even a mom feeding and caring for her own children, um, sometimes it's not as easy as it sounds. And so, but we're we're to be gentle, um, feeding and caring for our own children. And so, you know, you got to eat your vegetables. I know sometimes the kids don't like the vegetables, but you got to eat your vegetables because the whole meal is good for you. You can't pick and choose. So, did you want to say anything? <laughs> no, but I would like you to read that verse again. Okay. Uh, the, the last line, because I think, I think that's something worth talking about. Okay. So, verse 8 says, We loved you so much that we shared with you not only God's good news, but our own lives too. Yeah, see, I, I think, you know, sometimes pastors, in fact, a lot of times, mm-hmm. pastors and the, and, the, and the pastoral staff that they're raising up, they're taught that you can't get too close to the people, mm-hmm. that you shouldn't really hang out with them, you certainly shouldn't be friends with them. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of the thing, you know, you're in the position of authority, and so you have to keep that distance. And, and Paul, from the very beginning, we found that such an unbiblical concept. Mm-hmm. And when, when Paul is saying, we shared our lives with you, that means our lives are an open book. Have you ever struggled with how open our life really is at times? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, we're so, uh, we're in a very vulnerable position because we don't hold anything back. And people pretty, pretty much know us, you know. Um, and I guess that's a good thing until you say something, and it's always just you, Pastor Ron. <laughs> no, until you say something that makes them mad, uh, and that, and then that division really causes a lot of pain. And yet, the Lord's from the beginning told me, of, in particular, because I'm the gentle mom, all up in people's faces, um, a little bit more. I'm a little bit more outgoing than you. Um, Huh. I'm, I'm laughing. That's the understatement of the year. Well, but that's good. That's good. You're you're what I'm not, and I'm what you're not. That's exactly right. But but with that huge difference, we're still our lives are out there for everybody to see. Yep. And you know, we we walk into some places, and we can people are pointing, or we know they're talking about us. If they they recognize who we are, kind of thing. That happened a lot when we first got on this radio program. And, um, 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 you know, just, just um, we're, we're to live our lives in such a way that everybody can see. And if we hide things from them, then our lives aren't the open book that the Lord intends them to be. Yeah, and, exactly. And we've striven to be um, open books, mm-hmm. um, the same in private as we are mm-hmm. in public. Yeah. And you're right, that leaves us in a vulnerable position at times, but it, it also provides for us the sweetest family. Uh, you know, the, the Bible talks about uh, the, the, the being a, a, like a mother hen, mm-hmm. but also like a loving father. Yeah, it, that comes. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and um, so we do that, 
and we found that it has so enriched our lives. It's just like we've been we raised our own children, you know. Um, I think the dads are are kind of wired to see the kids' potential, and um, I think also to see where they might just be going astray a little bit. So you can the dads kind of can see that and 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 say you know you get need to get back in line and no 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 you need to get back in line today no you need to get back in line right now <laughs> and then the moms are like you heard what your father said and i'm going to back him up we're on the same page together and so i might say it a little nicer and i'm going to give you a little ice cream to go with it you know but you need to do what you need to do um and so i think we're doing the exact same thing here at, in the body of Christ. But, yeah, we've, we've been with other pastors and their wives who have wanted to come and stay with us at our home. One, one couple stayed for two, two full weeks. I was like, y'all need to go back to your church. <laughs> <laughs> but they wanted to see how we do what we do here because from the very beginning, Calvary Chapel has not, hasn't had a lot of money you know, kind of a thing to do everything. But we've always had servants and family. You could feel the love when you come in here. And I I have that firmness when I talk to people to say, look, you know you're a hot mess. As a mom talking to them, you know you're a hot mess. But the coolest thing about this church is all of us, all of us were kind of like you when when we first came to Christ, but Christ won't let you stay that way. And come on, you can sit in the front row with me. Now, Pastor Ron, the dad, he's getting ready to tell you some rough stuff, <laughs> but I'm right here to hold on to you to say, it's okay, baby. If you do what the Word of God says, you're going to be okay. So, yeah, but we've been doing that forever, and uh, I don't want to ever stop. I don't want to... There's sometimes when I want to guard my heart, honestly. There are some times... Um, and yet the Lord keeps saying, psh, psh, put your hands down, put your hands down. All right, Lord. Because, you know, when you get hurt, the first thing you want to do is put your hands up and say, that's not going to happen again. And you don't want to be open. And, you know, so, but these are our kids. Whenever I say those people, I, that was like Paul with the, with the thorn in the side. <laughs> Whenever I say those people, the Lord's like, what do you mean those people? These are my people. And I've entrusted them to you. And so let me take you over here in the room here for a minute. <laughs> Let's get straightened up again. And Yeah, you go out there and feed and care <laughs> for just, my children. You just reminded me of a, a, a lady what? in the church a while back. She, she said, uh, we, we have a, my office actually where we're doing this recording. Uh-huh. Um, when, when church is functioning normally, now it's not because of the COVID stuff. But when church is functioning normally, when people come forward, um, then the people that come stand with oh, them, yeah. they come and bring them back here. Mm-hmm. And one lady said to me, she said, she said, I, well, I, I didn't want to come forward. I said, well, why did you want to come forward? She says, because I didn't want to have to go into that bad kid, <laughs> bad people's room over there. You know, that, I, didn't, I didn't want to have to go. Yeah, Sam always says when, when somebody's phone goes off in, the, mm-hmm. in church, they're over in this room that's still repenting. Can you hear the screams? You know, kind of like, ah. So, oh, she did. Yeah, so. <laughs> this is the bad, this is the punishment room. But see, one of the things that we've done from the very beginning not only have we been upfront about our lives, both pre and post Christ, um, we we let them sort of share in with things that we're struggling with. You know, I do it, you do it. When we're teaching the word um, in our conversations, our pastor's discipleship class that we have, mm-hmm. um, you know, we we want them to know that what they're going through is is uh, common to everyone. Yeah. And here's how you get through it. And if we can't say, watch us or follow us as we follow Christ, then we're, we're missing the whole point of ministry. And this whole idea, and I think it's, it's so undervalued, uh, especially as we get into talking about a megachurch culture. Uh, I never dreamed we'd have enough people that I'd forget people's names. Mm-hmm. Or, or that we'd have people been coming to the church for, for 10 years and I don't know them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're shy and they don't come forward. They mm-hmm. don't really dig in and get involved. Um, 
but, but, but the, the, the value is, is being real to those people in such a way that um, they all feel like they know you way better. And I think we've lost that as we, we've kind of gone into a larger church or um, um, I, I can't imagine what it's like when you've got thousands and thousands of people. Um, but you miss out on, I think, what the, the sweetest part of ministry is, and that's sharing in the richness. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have a family we go lunch with every Sunday. I know. Um, and uh, after after third service. And, um, you know, that wasn't a plan that we had. We never said, you know, Paul, we've got to go out and take people to lunch. We've got to take them to dinner. We've got to do this. Gotta... But but it just it just sort of happened. Yeah, back in the day when there was, what, 20 of us, we all went to Luby's. Yeah. All of us. And then, and then we just grew too much. Where Luby's was like, "Well, you can't take over the whole restaurant. You know, <laughs> you got forty people or so. Maybe next week you better do something." So that's how that started. And so, yeah, it's it's a cool thing. But we 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 I mean, we really it's family with the, with these people, and we get to know them and and up close and personal. Then we get to see. Mm-hmm what God is doing in their lives. And it's it's just one of those things that I wouldn't miss. Never. I don't, I'm not going to miss it. Thank you. Thank you for being a good dad. Thank you for giving me all these kids, Pastor Ron. I got all these kids. Hey, Paula, uh, speaking of this, uh, you're taking our pastor's wives I am. on a retreat yep. starting on Sunday after church. Yep. Um, why don't you talk about that? And maybe maybe talk about the 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 variety of personalities and and how well uh, you girls get along. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I, I ask, because um, our women's ministry um, has been among the most fruitful things that happens at our church. And we've got an assembly of women who are different, very different, mm-hmm. and yet um, you, you all love each other so deeply and you have so much fun together. Mm-hmm. People think you're absolutely nuts. They really do believe that they're all sisters and I'm really their mom. Wherever we go. One of the ladies calls you her, her no-labor child. Yeah, I have, I have that so one. I'm your favorite because I'm your no-labor child. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I have nice, nice Natasha. She's the one we put out in the front. That's not enough. <laughs> I know. This is the, officially the nicest <laughs> person in the whole world. I agree. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but yeah, we put her out in front, and then if she, it, for some reason she's not there, then we try to send May, but May is so shy. She's like, oh, no, 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 no. But when May looks at you, when she opens her mouth, when she's teaching, you know Jesus loves you. Mm. You just, you just, you just know. Even if she has to say something that's a little difficult, like, you know, stop sinning, do what's right, know God's word, Mm -hmm. and come out of the world. But you know when she says it. It's Jesus really talking to her. So she's got that. You know, May May is Pastor Ken's wife, Mm -hmm. and and, and both of them are super nice. Mm -hmm. But May is shy. Yeah, May is shy. But when I see her ministering one-on-one with people— Um, I can almost see the Lord wiping tears from his eyes mm-hmm. because she's so full of the power of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and and uh, never in a, a an accusing way mm-hmm. or a condemning way, uh, but she's she's so intentional um, in, in in the way she ministers to the ladies. It's it's wonderful to watch and to see her step outside of her comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when she's meeting new people, mm-hmm. um, she's more like me in that sense. You know, Paula, you just go, go warm up the crowd for me because I, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to bum them out. But, but May is, um, um, by taking those steps of faith, those steps of obedience, boy, her ministry around here mm-hmm. has just been spectacular for such a long time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, each one of these girls has that heart for people, um, and you can see it come out in different ways. Um, but, yeah, with, with May, you know, it's like she feels that pain. And you can see that she mm-hmm. feels their pain. Um, okay. And, and Three, they all do. 340-9585, if you have any questions for Paula or calls, especially as we're talking about uh, uh, ministry and the role of women in ministry and mm-hmm. And the different types of personalities. So, why don't you go on? Okay. And then, I don't know who's more. Lachelle and I are the most alike. 
Felicia, that's Pastor Juan's wife. We're a little more the ghetto ones, <laughs> but we get those we get those like hard head cases a lot of times, where it's it's like you don't understand where I've been where I've been. You don't understand what I've gone through, and we can say. You don't even know me, girl. <laughs> and we can say it just like that. Why don't you sit down and let me tell you a few things, you know, <laughs> with with great love. But I love the versatility in us. And as each one is ministering around the church, you can just see, like, the different personalities that come. Except the other day, my Jocelyn, who is the no-labor baby, sings like nobody's business. She has that same kind of uh, sweetheart too, where well they all do, where they can she can feel their pain, but if she's not comfortable, she has no problem diverting the person to someone else, which is which is wise as well. Um, if she hasn't gone through it, she doesn't feel quite up to it. So even if she doesn't, she she will take it if she's the only one. She will go for it. And she's growing in that. Um, but if there's anybody else around, you could see her looking for some help. <laughs> it's, it's the cutest thing. Jocelyn, is, uh, you, you said she sings well. That's an understatement. Oh, yeah. She has this big, bold, beautiful voice. One day, Paul, I was here in the, in the office with a bunch of kids. Mm-hmm. And, and one of her sons was in here. They, they would come in and pray for the radio program <laughs> uh, every day. And um, um, I used to try to, to put on, on YouTube some music. From my day, mm-hmm. okay, back in the back in the ancient world, mm-hmm. before and, my time, and so so they get coming in and say, okay, what music are we going to listen to today? Yeah. And um, on one day, I came in and I had ten, twelve kids in here, mm-hmm. and um, I had I had the Carpenters on. Oh yeah. And somebody said, well, who's that singing? I said, that is the best female voice in the history of music. And and Timothy Mochi said, hey, what about my mom? That's right. And I left, oh, that was such a blessing. I love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to move on. Sandra, are you going to talk about her Sunday? I don't want to give. Probably. probably. Okay. Well, Sandra, well, we're all, we're all like in shock that we're called to be pastor's wives. But Sandra more than the rest of us. Uh, well, see, I, I'm shocked she's called to be a pastor's wife because I know, I know the history. That. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but how awesome she is. And, you know, even before she became a Christian, coming here for years and years and years, she was, you could count on her. If she said she was going to do something or if anybody needed anything, yeah, she, she was there. She she's a built-in servant. It's just the way yeah. she's wired. Just incredible. I'm so in awe. I'm enamored with God's grace and His goodness to enable. I mean, she's she's amazing. If if I would if somebody would have told me, um, I mean, it took her nine years to get saved. To, to get to get saved, ten years. Ten and a half to get saved. Uh huh. And, and she was coming regularly. All the time. And, right. and she kept doing the same dumb things, and mm-hmm. and you know, you give somebody who told me back then that that girl's gonna be a pastor's wife. I would have thought we'd been the worst false teaching church in the history <laughs> of the world. No, 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 we can't do it. And 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 she's just turned out to be such a treasure. Yeah. Her and Pastor Alfredo, they've yeah. adopted uh, three siblings, and and you've seen life come back to those kids, yeah. and uh, th- they treat the people at our church like they treat those kids. Yeah. Like they're loved and wanted. Yeah. The Lord really used her to show me, don't judge people and don't give up. Because she would go to the altar. I mean, and you know, back in the day, it was just me who would go up with people. And Sandra would go up maybe every week, every two weeks, and we'd talk and we'd pray. And I'd want to hold her. This is a Catholic background. Yeah, I'd want to hold her in this office because I already knew she's going to go right back into that old nasty lifestyle she was in. And sure enough, so, you know, she kept coming. And this was my attitude, Pastor Ron. And I've confessed this before, but really, I hope it takes this time. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Why she keep coming up here? Seriously, it was just, I was horrible. Anyway, God has shown me, you don't know. I'm always at work. 
And then there's Michi. She's the baby of our group. And uh, she always lets us know mm -hmm, that she's the baby of the group. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Mama Paula, you're the mama for a reason. You're the oldest one here, but I'm the baby. And uh, that girl knows her work, and she is bold in it. She's also a rap rapper singer, so she can relate to a whole different group. And yeah, she's so gifted. And yet she can she can relate to anybody. And then there's Dr. Sheba. We'll get back to Sheba again. We want to talk about somebody else, too. Okay. We'll come back, too. Okay. Hey, we'd love your calls and questions. Any comments? 340-9585 for your live calls and questions. Toll free, you can call us at 877-630-KSLR. You're listening to the Date Day edition of The Word to Stand On for Life. We'll be back in two minutes. Got a question for Pastor Ron and the word to stand on for life? You can send it to him via email at PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. That's PastorRonKSLR at gmail.com. Welcome back to the word to stand on for life. We're taking your calls at 340-9585 or toll-free 877-630-KSLR. Now, here's Pastor Ron Arbaugh. We've got 30 minutes left in the date day edition of the program. That means you only have a half hour to take advantage of Paula's brilliance. <laughs> Paula, since we're, you're going to our Pastor's Wives Retreat, we're talking about pastor's wives, the unity in the group from, a, from my perspective as the pastor. Mm -hmm. um, that unity is essential, and we, we guard it mm -hmm. jealously. Um, um, you know, we're, we're not inviting people in um, unless they're part of the group. And by that, I don't mean it's a click. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just like-minded, like-hearted people walking together, wanting to serve the Lord and wanting to bring Him glory. And you can't do that with division and competition and and jealousy, those kind of things in. So keeping the carnality out is something that, that we've done a really, really good job with, and in large part because of, of uh, you ladies. Yeah. So we're talking about we got we're talking about our pastor's wives. You want to talk about Sheba? Mm-hmm. Sheba, Doctor Sheba. She's our, our resident scholar. You know, even when I'm teaching, I I, I look at in the audience, kind of like, is that right, Sheba? <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, we always have a Q&A afterwards. And so uh, if, if, if I have any difficult question come up, I'll just defer to Sheba. No, I, I, I pretty much answer, but she's right there, which gives me great confidence <laughs> in case, you know. She, she has to be smart. She's married to Dr. Peter. Yeah, she has to be. So yeah. it's compensating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I tell you what, she not only has a heart for of course, medicine, but her first heart is for the Lord and then his people. And when somebody's hurting or afraid of a, you know, medical thing that may be coming or, or even through this pandemic, she was amazing when, you know, we had a Q&A once and um, she was able to answer a lot of the questions, you know, like um, she, I know, I think they had a, a, a patient come to the to the medical center and say, you know, I have COVID. How long do I have to live? <laughs> you know, and so they're able to answer those kind of questions in, in a medical way because they just know stuff. And mm -hmm. you could just, in some cases, people who really wanted to listen um, were able to, <sighs> okay. You know, you know uh, Dr. Sheba is, is – um Oh, I can't say that. I was gonna say she's my favorite, one of my favorites. But <laughs> but but, but yeah. I, I just she, yeah. she she reminds me daily about the power of God. Mm. Um, she's so serious about her walk with the Lord, mm. and she's quiet in a powerful way. But um, before she was saved, she was like a punker. Yeah, and she had r r spiky hair and mm -hmm. and you just think no, big no, no, hoop earrings yeah. and yo yo yo, you yeah. know, she's like, and it's just. No way that <laughs> that girl could be the one that, that now serves Lord, and you just you just marvel at the power of God to transform people, yeah. and she has been so steady um, th throughout 
the time she got here and mm-hmm. and following the leading of the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, when most people would run away, you know, doctors obviously they can make an awful lot of money, and when when um, her and Peter were hearing from the Lord that they're they're to get involved with this free medical clinic, it would have been so easy for her to say, no, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do. I got all this education, but but all she wants is to serve the Lord, and what I really love about um, um, their family is is they're raising two girls and one of them is just little mini Sheba mm-hmm. and the other one is mini Peter mm-hmm. and and it's just she's she's such a devoted mom mm-hmm. you know one of the things I also meant to mention about Lachelle that um, you said she she's, she's she really is a daughter she is. Um, she's exactly like our son Ronnie mm-hmm. if Ronnie was a girl He'd be Lachelle. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the 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 things they say, they're funny. <laughs> their mannerisms, they're crazy. Are yeah, yeah. In, in in a really, in a really healthy good way. way. Yeah. And um, it's it's just like um, Paula. She really is our child. Yeah. For, for instance, she when she talks, she's very animated. Well, <laughs> <laughs> they're out there, their lives raising. She and Pastor Juan raising their kids. She would tell them stories. You know, here's a scenario that you might uh, run into. So she wouldn't just tell them. She would do skits. <laughs> <laughs> We've been trying to get her to, to, to market those skits uh-huh. for, for, for family counseling. Yeah, the truth. Yeah. She did four <laughs> skits for us in, you know, our last uh, fall luncheon. They were amazing. But, yeah, she talks. She teaches her kids in skits and it's just amazing so whenever she's telling a story it's not just her hands and her mouth but she's living it out <laughs> in, in living color in front of us she's amazing but anyway you're asking us about asking about the unity that we have in our pastors well, we, uh, there's one oh, I want oh, there's oh, one yes, I want yes, to yes. add we don't, because, she's not with <clears throat> us yet yeah. and she was invited but she she's she yeah. already had well, we're, we're adding a, a staff pastor uh, we're going to actually ordain um, Matt in uh, December 11th, de- December 11th. Mm-hmm. and he'll be teaching. And his wife, Lauren, is coming into the group, mm-hmm. and uh, she's just a perfect addition. I just She's always got a smile on her face. Yeah. She's always filled with joy. Um, you know, Matt can be more serious, mm-hmm. and uh, but, but, but she's just, everywhere she goes, she's just a light. Mm-hmm. And so, so we're we're super comfortable yeah. um, uh, ordaining Matt and welcoming Lauren into our pastoral group as well, and uh, she's she's going to be a wonderful addition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's got a little girl Finley who's just like her too. Yeah. I just love Finley. Yeah, yeah. And they serve; they can't help but to serve. Yeah, the whole family does. You know, even Ari, he's kind of shyer, but he's an usher, and so he hands out the bulletin. You know, he, kind of with his head down. But he's there on the door. He's doing his job. He's all right. He's he's cute. Yeah. Um, and it, the way it worked out, you know, Lauren was unable to go on this trip with us. Um, but she's the one that did our women's leadership devotion on Tuesday. So, you know, uh, most everybody was at the, the leadership meeting. But we'll be referring back to her notes as well. She, she was just talking about the Lord being alone, he's our safety, he, this, and, and talking about the sovereignty of God. And so we'll, we'll go over that because um, she was saying, as leaders, we need to know what to do with our fears so we can help others. So you're talking about unity. So we're going to be talking about that kind of unity. Are we all on the same page, girls? Are we all trusting the Lord with with? With our lives and what's going on right now, because and with our families and with and, our families, yeah. mm-hmm. because if we're not, it's going to cause trouble in our body. And so, how we have we've been unified for a long time, but this is a different this is a different thing, Pastor Ron. You know, I, in fact, at the last or two prayer Saturdays ago, you talk about us being open. In my prayer, I was saying. <clears throat> Being a Christian right now isn't nearly as much fun as it has been because there's so much turmoil in our world. There's so much turmoil in the church. Um, 
And so it's not nearly as much fun, but God never changes. And so, okay, Lord, you've given us all gifts um, to use, but so much has been shut down. Now what do we do, you know? And so the Lord's been telling me, Paula, you do you. I'm still an encourager, and, and that's what I've been doing the whole time. Come on back to church, you know. Um, serve like you used to. Stop being so afraid, you know, that kind of stuff. So he wants me to continue doing that, but I need to really kind of step up on the mom and make sure our girls are are okay. So we have been about as tight a group as we have ever. I, I love the group of ladies that God has uh, given us. This year is going to be quite different. We've been going to a hotel in the past, and you have to get a couple of rooms. And if we would have gotten a hotel this year because of social stuff, we would have had to get three rooms, and we'd have been even more separated. So we got an Airbnb, Pastor Ron, <laughs> four bedrooms, and um, it's got a pool and jacuzzi in the back. So we're we're buying all of our own food. We're going to possibly stay in most most of the days, not because of fear, just because we need to. We need to, because of being socially distanced, we've been distant from each other. We've not nearly, we've, let's see, we had our last leadership meeting in February. We just had our first one since then, this past Tuesday. And so um, for the pastor's wives to be alone, this will be our first time. And so we are really looking forward to it, reconnecting, um, sharing our joys and our fears, laughter and tears, um, and just to reconnect. So we're buying all our own food. We're doing our own cooking. um, But we have, uh, we'll get there. We're just going to Austin. So dinner's at 6, and then I'll do the first devotion. And the theme of of this year's Pastor's Wives uh, retreat is... Um, be still and know that I am God. Be still. You know, we've been so frantic um, about so many things, and most of them have children. Um, but let's be still so we can hear the Lord talk to us. We can hear the Lord settle. We have to, we have to do this ourselves. He, he was telling me, Paula, be quiet. Settle your mind. Hush your mind so that you can hear me, because there's been so many noises and so many voices. And um, no, 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 I want you to stop. Be still in your mind so that you can hear from me. And so that's what we're going to talk about, and then we'll have communion the first night. Um, And I'll probably ask the question, are you guys still all on board? We'll take communion together. And the next day we'll get up, we'll have breakfast, and... Four of us will go get a massage, Pastor We're doing at this one place, and the lady we've been going to, her name is Angel. She goes, oh, I've been missing you. I'm so glad you're, you're coming back. Why, why only four? Who would not want a massage? No, no, no. Four on one day, and the other four the next okay, day. Okay, I was going to yes, say. Yeah, you know, don't worry about it. We all yeah, got that. I knew they were smarter than not wanting a <laughs> massage. So. Yeah, the people who teach on Tuesday... Go on Monday, the people who teach on Monday go on Tuesday. Because, you know, to get the, the what's it called, happy hour price, they can only do four of us at a time. So, we, you know, so we, we get very, we try to be very frugal with our money. That's why we're buying all of our own food and doing all of our own cooking. And so we'll have, a, we'll have breakfast, they'll go for massages, then we'll come back and have another devotion, and we always have a reflection time after that. Then we'll make our own lunch, then we'll have another devotion. Then we'll have some quiet time, or free time, not quiet time, free time. Um, and then we'll have dinner and devotion. And we'll probably learn some, some dance moves while we're there. Because we don't, you know, I mean, we have, we have like eight, eight devotions. Because there's eight of us, everybody takes a turn. We would have had nine if Lauren could go with us. Um, and then on Tuesday night, we'll have communion again. We don't need to have afterglow. We have afterglow pretty much every time we are together. Um, but then we'll have breakfast on Wednesday morning because 
We don't want to miss church on Sunday. That's why we leave after third service. And we don't want to miss church on Wednesday. That's why we'll be back here in time for church. Uh, but we'll have prayer time on on Wednesday morning before we leave. Just so it, it's a retreat. You'll have fun, but at the same time, your, your, your purpose is to hear from the Lord. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And every time uh, one of... One of us is doing a devotion, just like coming to church. If, and every time you open your Bible, you want to hear from the Lord, you'll hear the other lady's perspective on things. And that's always a really um, cementing of our hearts kind of time, too. It's like, oh, I didn't know you were going through that. Or, and or, oh, I was going through that, too. I'm not alone. But we, we are seriously a family. And it's just the best. And I think, I always say, Calvary Chapel, San Antonio, not putting down anybody else's churches. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just kind of, I only know this one. It's the best group of, of leadership ladies. And this church is um, special because of them. And you know you're all you're all using your gifts individually mm-hmm. when the church is open and you're ministering to people, so it's not like you all hang out together here at church. Oh no, you know you're you're all doing mm-hmm. what God's gifted you the ability to do, and uh, and these times of getting away are really really important. Yeah. And uh, I, as the pastor, it's it's good for us mm-hmm. that you go. So, yeah. um, well, you. I'll be left alone for a few days and. Probably will survive. I'm uh-huh. not sure, yeah, but yeah. probably will yeah. survive. I'll, I'll leave you a little bit of cash there. Don't <laughs> buy a, a, a mop this time. I'll leave you a little bit of cash in case, you know, you got Sam. Sam's here. Yeah. Pastor Ken will still be in. Pastor Juan, if anything happens at the house, you know who to call. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for sharing that, Paula. I think, I think um, because women's groups are often a source of difficulty, Mm-hmm. In churches, mm-hmm. um, the, the the closeness as as your pastor, not just your husband, mm-hmm. but as your pastor, that closeness has filtered down into the body of Christ, and and um, it's just it's helped create a really healthy, vibrant church. Mm-hmm. So, well, praise the Lord! It's it's a good teaching. Okay, well, we've still got a little bit of time. If you have any mm-hmm. questions or phone calls, you can call us at. 210-340-9585 and Paula looks like she can answer any question. So um, Paula, <laughs> while we wait, see if anybody's going to call, uh-huh. you take it from there. Okay. So I was reading in Psalm 96 this morning and it was like the Lord saying, I want you to do this. And this is what I want to come back from our pastor's wives uh, retreat as well as a group. Uh, sing a new song to the Lord. Let the whole earth sing to the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Praise his name. Each day, this is what I want to, want to be, each day proclaim the good news that he saves. He saves. You know, everybody's kind of, we're all kind of like moaning and groaning, and we have good reason to. But as, as he was telling me to be still in my mind, the people need to know that Jesus is still in the saving business. Um, and so he wants us to, do that. Publish his glorious deeds among the nations. Tell God, you know, tell everyone about the amazing things he does. Great is the Lord. He is, the, he is most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. The gods of all other nations are mere idols, but the Lord made the heavens. You know, Paul, it just occurred to me as you said that he, he saves, he still saves. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one of the, the, the negative effects of what we're going through uh, in the world is that uh, unbelievers aren't coming to church. You know, um, uh, in our church, uh, our crazy people bring people. Mm -hmm. And they're always bringing people from work and neighborhoods and family members. And um, so hardly um, uh, a day would go by where somebody wouldn't get saved because somebody's shared the gospel with them, they brought them to church, and they know they're going to hear an invitation. Mm -hmm. And um, I think... uh, it, it's a painful thing to watch to see um, a church where there's only believers sitting because, you know, when this, everybody's afraid anyway. Mm-hmm. But 
Um, you know, we don't see people coming to the front and receiving Christ. We still give them the opportunity with, with some social distance emphasis. Yeah. But um, um, I, I think it's, it's, it's really healthy for the church to see people getting saved. Mm-hmm. They know the invitation is going to be given. They know people are going to come forward. Yep. And that dynamic is really, really important. So I think our emphasis has shifted a little bit in this time to equipping the saints for the work of ministry because the work has to be done outside. It has to be done outside the walls of the church, mm-hmm. which I think is a healthy thing as well. But I'm really looking forward to that time when people start thinking, you know, I, I need to bring my neighbor. I need to bring my cousin. I need mm-hmm. to bring... And uh, it's it's really fun to watch people get saved. That is starting to happen a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I love how you pray every day um, because... People will go to the doctor's office. And so you've been praying, Lord, may somebody get saved at Malta today. May somebody get saved at Malta Medical today. Because that church is still happening. Yeah. <laughs> you sick people still have to come. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe that's something. Maybe we've forgotten as Christians we're sick and we need to be in church. Yep. Church is a hospital for sick people. So there good, you go. Good word picture there, Paula. Thank you for that. But we're to honor and... Uh, Honor and majesty surrounds him. Strength and beauty fill his sanctuary. And then it goes on. But then verse 7, verse 11 says, Let the heavens be glad and the earth rejoice. Let the sea and everything in it shout his praise. Let the fields and their crops burst out with joy. Let the trees of the forest sing for joy before the Lord, for he is coming. He is coming to judge the earth. He will judge the world with justice and the nations with his truth. And so, you know, we're all like kind of freaking out. This person is doing this, and this group is doing that, and God's watching all of it. He's got a time. He's patient, unwilling that any would perish. We need to be praying more and more and more, but he's coming. Don't give up hope. He is coming, and it feels like the Lord should be at least, like, not just standing up, but taking that first step, right? <laughs> Doesn't it feel like it? Come on, Lord Jesus! You know, I was I was thinking, uh, you know, Jesus isn't in heaven fretting about oh, yeah, um, no. the Supreme Court vacancy. <laughs> He's not fretting about the lawlessness in the streets. Nope. Um, he, he's, he, he knows the end from the beginning, and we have to remember that every day. Yeah. And when you combine it all, it's just been this steady, demonic onslaught of, of evil things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And we, we watch people get more and more fearful and as they do they pull back more and more which is exactly the opposite direction that they ought to be moving yeah yeah so that's what look up uh, like you were saying last night you were so cute you're like i'm looking up a little bit the lord said no no look up even more because you are a news junkie you got to know me just give me the cliff notes i know it's the the evil is still here it's just different faces and it's getting heavier, but that's what the word tells us. Um, but I, I'm I'm trying to sing a new song and, and and encourage other people. God is good. He's done really good things for us. This is not the end of all. This tell him tell the world what he's done for you instead of publishing what the world's doing to you. Yeah, I had a man in the church who's uh, who's been coming for a long time, um, sporadically. Um, it just life has been hard for him, mm-hmm. and he came to me uh, introducing somebody, a coworker, okay. a friend that that uh, came for the first time. She she, I'm okay with God, don't need worry. Mm-hmm. But but she he made her sit down with him and listen to a message that I did, mm-hmm. and she got interested. She'd been listening ever since, and mm-hmm. so she now she came. Yeah. And he said, Pastor Ron, I got to tell you. He said, I'm taking a test to pass a, an insurance. Uh, exam. Uh, I, I, I'm just. I want my boys to be proud of their dad. Mm-hmm. I want. I'm. I, I'm really intent on improving my life, and I want to follow Jesus with my whole heart. And to see that light go on in that man yeah. is just the picture of what the Holy Spirit is doing in these perilous times. Yeah. We're in the last days, and times are are going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. And yet, He's still working on individual people. And when that guy left that conversation with me, all I could think is, Lord, I've been waiting for 10 years mm. to see that light go on mm-hmm. in in him. And and it's just, uh, 
wonderful thing to watch. The Spirit of God is still moving. Yeah. Well, we're inside now two minutes, Paula, so what do you want to close with? I, I just want to close with the same thing. You know, the Lord is using everything, and He wants to use all of His kids. And so, yeah, Pastor Ron, you know, you may have forgotten, but just this past Sunday in our church, three people got saved. Mm-hmm. A young couple who has a seven-year-old got saved. They also had two nieces with them. Their lives, I told the little boy, I said, this is the best day of your life because you'll have a dad and a mom who love Jesus, and they're going to share that love with you. Your life is going to change. And then there was a, another older gentleman who got saved that I didn't get to meet, um, but I'll, I'll meet him Sunday, I'm sure. Uh, but people are getting saved. And that young couple came knowing they weren't Christians, knowing this is where they could find Jesus and the love. And I don't even know how they got here, um, but I'll find that out too. But people are getting saved. Yeah. So. Well, we're about ready to sign off here. Please keep uh, Paula and the other pastor's wives in your <laughs> prayers as they leave on Sunday after third service. Uh, to go on their retreat. They'll be back on Wednesday night. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would love knowing that people are praying for them. Uh, God always does a really, really great work. Hey, may the Lord bless you and keep you. Thanks for tuning in. We appreciate it more than you know. I'm Pastor Ron Arbaugh from Calvary Chapel in San Antonio, Texas. And I'll be back, Lord willing, tomorrow at 4 o'clock on AM 630 The Word. We'll see you then. Thanks for spending this time with Calvary Chapel's The Word to Stand On for Life with Pastor Ron Arbaugh. The Word to Stand On for Life is on every weekday afternoon at 4, and Pastor Ron invites you to find out more about Calvary Chapel at calvarysa.com. The Word to Stand On for Life was sponsored by Calvary Chapel of San Antonio.